we really we we really get along, and and I think we actually entertain while we're teaching. So that's something funny. very. Or I'm funny. She thinks she's funny. So please, <laughs> if you take our class in the future, laugh See, at her jokes. Laugh. Just laugh. Laugh See? at her jokes. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting edition of Ride the Rebellion Podcast. It's me, Grew. I mean, Drew. Michael Buffer. Michael And uh, today, as always, I am joined by the king of the South Alabama turndown, Harry's Potter himself, Dale Boyd. Wow. Well, how did I get the Harry Potter connotation? Harry's Potter. Well, Harry's Potter, whatever. I'm not that into that. <laughs> not into that life. Not into that life? No. Well, uh, we've got two awesome guests, and there's a little bit of anticipation patient about why long story uh, short i, I don't know if we're even going to talk yeah see i see what you did there i just my kids were watching that and i was a little disturbed but it's okay mm-hmm. so uh we're going to talk about that and why uh there's a little gag there because things happen maybe maybe, maybe not we don't know <laughs> she already cheated Ed. there we go mm-hmm. <laughs> as always uh we're gonna give a shout out to our sponsors first today i'm actually even drinking a gl- i don't know if you noticed but on the counter there there was two bags of lucky shot coffee who's one of our premier sponsors. i can smell it and that's what I'm drinking. And that's Lucky a win. shot coffee. We're drinking girls ride better or something. Girls do it better. Girls are better. Something about women being better, which is fact anyway. It's women's power, isn't it? Which and women's, leads me to it's she, women's power. It's women's power. I don't care. She <laughs> donates money back to the. All, it's all women's beans. So she uses beans from women's farms. That oh, that's are all what this female is. Female owned. Everything's female owned from the beginning to the end. It's a female owned cup from beginning to end in a gay pride cup. And since you own it, it's because cons- yes. female consumed. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I have no objections to that. Oh, man. It's 2022. You can be whoever you want to be. Facts. Um, all right. So then our other sponsors in the room. Let's pretend like they're not. Let's okay. see how it goes. Let's make them feel awkward. All right. <laughs> so More. Shout out to our other sponsor, Dirt Coaster Academy. If you suck at riding bikes, if you've never ridden a bike, if you've ever even thought about a bike uh, or a tricycle, or you if should, you think you're sweet on a bike. Oh, uh, there you go. Take them back down. Yes. Then you should head over to dirtcoasteracademy.com, find out where they're having a class, and go take a class, and then come back and be on the show. That's right. Anybody that takes a class from there has an option to be on the show. We are on a Dirt Producer Coaster Academy person. streak right now. <laughs> I know. Everyone Our last Everyone we've guests. had has been on dirt, has, has taken the, the class. That's right. They're sitting right here. We're just trying to make it as awkward. <laughs> So I'm not even. That's the sponsor side of things. That's how we do it. You guys know that. But this 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 is not a this is not a paid advertisement. No. We tried to have them on beforehand. Uh, Maybe we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We can get into that. We had that's too much good, fun. Yeah. yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> so we'll get to that. But we tried to have them on beforehand, and, and now what we're saying is this is not like if this were a YouTube video, I don't have to put paid sponsor on the top. Mm. I mean, should. I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? We should blow this podcast out and start a live feed. I thought about it. I'm that so is, sexy. You know how many people be so watching sketchy. I was about to, to set up me? all the cameras. It was going to be just sketch city. I would be jealous then because yeah. you, you are sexy. <laughs> oh, thank you. There he is. All right. So Sorry, that, Casey. We've heard two different voices, but we haven't trashed her yet, so we're Not still yet. good. We're going to um, we're going to go ahead and introduce. So we're going to start um, Awkward Introductions. That's our favorite thing to do here. So Awkward Introductions. Oh, you've been nominated. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> a little more 
So tell us about yourself, Nina. Just, just a small thing. Like, hi, I'm, and go for it. Hi, I'm Nina. Um, I am one of the instructors at Dirt Coaster Academy. Um, been riding for, I don't know, like 12, 15 years, somewhere in that range. I'm not going to say any more than that. And um, yeah, absolutely love what I do. Love to get um, even people, like you were saying, even people that uh, think they know what they're doing. I like to get everyone uh, out to, to take some lessons. So you can always get better, right? Always go up. 100%. Oh, and uh, Toby Cortez, I'm part part owner of Dirt Coast Academy with Nina, and uh, we we both have kind of uh, migrated over from uh, just doing something local to doing something all over the southeastern United States and teaching lessons all over. And it's really been uh, quite an, an enjoyable ride to uh, see so many people progress so much. So it's been fun. Uh, I'm just going to interrupt real quick, Toby. Could you find? Could you say for me, just very dramatic, just go like this: in a world. <laughs> you have like the greatest trailer voice you um, could have a secondary career have you done radio i'm not i, I have not done radio so uh but I, I could do the cajun voice but I, I don't know if i could do in a world where <laughs> if, you're really close, <laughs> if you don't come yeah that's it yeah. um all right so we'll start with uh kind of the general question you said you've been riding for 15 years mm-hmm. so what what was it that connected you we were kind of talking about Joe Rogan moment. We were talking about it at lunch <laughs> yeah. uh, as we were kind of talking about, but what connected you, what got you into riding? Why did you start riding? Ooh, that's a, that's a, um, a good one. And hopefully, um, you men won't take any, uh, any pause to this, but, um, I started riding. I wanted to buy a Walmart bike a long time ago and I was convinced, Nina, you can't go buy a Walmart bike. You have to get like a real bike. And I was like, why? I just want to ride it around my neighborhood. Um, so I was convinced to go buy, um, a Trek, the beginner, uh, basic Trek and went out on our local trails. I'm from Georgia and I uh, went out there and I got my butt handed to me. I don't know how to say that, but by like, um, at the time I was uh, in my twenties. So it was like 70 year old men flying by me and I thought I was really fit, uh, until that happened. And I was walking up hills. I was pretty much dying. Um, and so I think my type A personality, it, it got to me and I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, and so I went out there like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blankets Creek. I went out there five days a week until I could bike up every hill. And that's what got me started. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. What about you, Toby? You've had a, you got a little skin in the game. So it goes back to the old mongoose back uh, when I was a kid. Me and my brother had uh, a red one and a blue one. We thought we were the coolest. <laughs> but uh, I've been riding bikes for... Phew, Oh, you know, 30 plus years uh, and just every type of ride that, uh, that um, that's out there pretty much started with the BMX and uh, went into the mountain biking, did road biking, did cross, uh, then it went to downhill and cross country and kind of did it all and just absolutely love bicycles. And uh, it's 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 an amazing sport that I'm hoping to do. In my 80s. So that's the goal. Awesome. You'll be that's one of those guys. I think you're going to be one of those guys yeah, that passes you know, up the girl on the hill. But he's going to end up with like one of those Shimano videos about him being 80 years old. <laughs> right? It's going to be this epic thing. And you're still riding some bike from, uh, you're going to be like Jakey Poo riding a, like a tricycle <laughs> oh, yeah. from the. He's dead. Yeah. He, just because he's not big enough to ride one of our. We have a guy that just will not it's, move on. He's just, uh, he's with this on one bike. bike. It's a I mean, his bike's, his a, bike's legit. It has Chris King everything. It's an advanced 26. That's what I started on the 26. Yeah. That's well, what we were talking about. It's like you start on the 26. He's still on it because he likes the like being nimble and he's cheap. I think he's just cheap. cheap. But well, I mean, the, you you've, you guys have both seen that progression. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It, it it's been quite amazing the uh, the progression in the technology that goes into mountain bikes from 
the suspension to the wheel size and uh, especially the geometry. Uh, the geometry is really what blows um, kind of my mind because you get the boast, best best. Of, easy uh, for you to say. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds, and uh, it's really, really been amazing. So I started out on the 26, and I remember going up those hills that I was talking about uh, over the roots with the 26. I was like, oh, gosh. When you move over to 29, so much better. It's like night and day. It's night and day. Yeah. And so you get people at our classes that um, when COVID hit, they literally took their bikes out of the attic. And so some of these bikes were 26-inch wheels, or they were like around town cruisers and they want a mountain bike on them and you have to learn how to teach people where they're at so if that's all you have you know then we're going to make it work with what you have now we will show you that there are better versions out there obviously right there's a reason why things have progressed um but yeah starting out on those 26 inch wheels was was tough and flat pedals i hate flat pedals i'm sorry i'm sorry i have a i have a (laughs) we got a couple i'm the only i think i'm the only flat guy are you yeah yeah i'm a clip in always for life Yep. Um, so we are in this room, obviously mountain biking is part of our lives, if not our lives in general, you know, I mean, we're all very passionate about it. It's really difficult to explain to like, I'm coaching baseball with guys and they're like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, well, I'm going to ride my bike. Mm-hmm. And like, they just stare at you, you know, like it's uh, not even real. And so mm-hmm. what do you guys think leads to like, what makes it so passionate for us? And it becomes a passion project, obviously for multiple reasons for both of you, as well as us. Um, what, what do you think leads us to that passion? Like what drives it? You want to start? Oh, sure. So, you know, I always joke. I mean, my, my favorite two hobbies are, uh, mountain biking and climbing. I mean, it's what, what we did as a kid and it brings us back to our childhood. And, uh, there's, there's something about just riding a bicycle and, um, a lot of the, a lot of YouTube videos and stuff that I've been kind of looking at, uh, kind of talk about how like the bicycle is the most efficient machine out there. I mean, um, it was bicycle mechanics who invented the airplane and, and so many other things, cars came out of it, but the bicycle has been around for so, so long. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's absolutely an amazing thing. So it's fun. It brings us back to our childhood. And I think there's something about being in the woods. Uh, I think it brings us back to our roots. Uh, I think going, uh, I read one article probably about 20 years ago about how, you know, running through the woods was something that we actually had to do. It was primal to catch our food. A hundred percent. And so being on a bike and seeing the trees go by, I think Mm -hmm. it brings us back to our roots. Uh, so I was going to say, where did you grow up? Were you (laughs) running through the woods? (laughs) We, uh, I, I grew up in the backwoods. <laughs> did you grow? Did you grow up in Louisiana? So I did. I, gr- I grew up in uh, a, a town called Reserve, Louisiana. Where is uh, that in terms of flatness of the state? It, very flat. Yeah. Uh, oh, very flat. So uh, my two hobbies that I love: mountain biking and climbing. Uh, was a lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah, a so, lot. Of so traveling. I think it's interesting. Out of out of the four of us in this room, you're the only one that grew up with natural elevation, right? Accessible. We should call it accessible elevation, right? We're accessibly elevation challenged it, down there on the coast. So the fact is, you had that. I think it's fascinating that. I think it's weird and fascinating that people loved learn and love to ride a bike when they only had something flat, and then they want to do something where they want to go down hills and do all that kind of stuff. And then I meet a lot of people that ride. They grew up in elevation areas and they're, they transition to road biking and, and they still get climbs, but they're not looking for the gnarly stuff. They're not looking for that. It's just a fascinating sort of mix of individuals that make up the cycling community. Oh, oh absolutely. So I'll have to say, though, moving here from Georgia, uh, I did get a road bike um, so that I could get some uh, some endurance activity going. 
And I didn't realize that wind was a thing. Um, oh, yeah. So um, from Georgia, we have mountains that like kind of block some of that, right? Okay. Um, and so I got on the road bike and, you know, basically the guys have been riding flat are like, keep up with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I get it. So wind is an absolute um, a beast. It's interesting, though, because I didn't understand it either. And I went with a friend who, who's dual and we rode and he lived in South Dakota. And there's nothing, not on the, not on the Wyoming side. He's on the Sioux Falls side. It's flat. Right. And the wind, we rode a night ride on through a park. It was a really nice, great. It was a 20 mile, like green trip and the wind killed us. I mean, it was so bad. And so the next night we rode and the wind had shifted positions and you could feel like, it's just the sound changes Mm -hmm. from the wind being in your ears to suddenly like it's behind you. It feels different. It's a really weird experience that we don't always get on mountain biking. (laughs) No, you don't. You definitely don't. Do you guys do you guys advocate? You know, a lot of times we talk a lot of shit on this podcast about spandex, and normally we're talking about XE if we're being candid. That's us being jerks. <laughs> but the reality of it is, do you guys do you guys when in when you start talking to someone who might come along for private coaching, and we'll get to the whole piece here. Sure. But do you ever talk to them about like endurance? I mean, if you look at the pros, even the downhill guys are, and gals are riding. They they road oh, bike I, for I, right. Yeah. And I ride in spandex. I think um, that's one of the things that uh, people made fun of me as a as a women biker that you see so many women mountain bikers in like the baggier shorts and like the the baggier tops. And um, this might not be this is not a plug for Lululemon, but I love Lululemon. And um, (laughs) I will (laughs) not sponsor. They make make men's clothes now. They do. Right. And so um, but I love uh, I love it. And then also. Um, you know, buying kits and things like that for racing, it, it does make you faster. Um, and it's it's easier to ride. I will with them. argue with the faster thing. I beat like tons of people in Spanish. Well, you're just a beast. That's why. So I lined up against people and I see them all kitted out and I start shaking like, oh my, I'm about to get my ass kicked. They're real. That's what you they're think. Real. It's like yeah, they're you real. Think, they like, they're they're re- like my first two races, I was like, what am I doing here? Like I got baggy cargo shorts on. Like, right. I don't know what I'm doing. The first race, I had flat pedals. Like, cargo shorts and i just remember the last time i saw them was when i took off i'm like <laughs> that's funny well, that was cool nice kit yeah see you at the end so yeah. i probably actually wear uh spandex more than i wear the baggy stuff but it's usually in a training room <laughs> on my trainer or on my road bike you know um I, I tried to be a little bit committed this year to enduro racing and uh, people don't people think you're going downhill so what do you need to be fit for but you're actually pedaling the entire time you're going downhill and it's right. uh very taxing so, um, you know, fitness is, is absolutely key. And, uh, Nina is, is, in, if you follow her on Strava, you'll see that she is, uh, she is a badass uh, trainer. She's very, very dedicated. She, she does that all the time. And it's very inspiring to a lot of people, including myself to try to get more fit because, you know, I, I love to do the crazy stuff. And if I'm more fit and to, to get to that crazy stuff, I enjoy it more. So I think I, I think the the spandex side of mountain biking is is cool. Um, is uh, and, and everybody kind of has their place. That's right. It's it's you know it's it's more stylish not to wear that stuff out in the mountain bike, and it's it's a little bit more convenient. I can go straight from the trail to the the to the restaurant if I'm wearing baggies. That's right. And I so, just like I mean since day one I've like harped on people about it just like oh, teasing them so now i have that <laughs> mo and like i can't let it go now well, it's I, mean, just I, I don't stigma. wear chamois anymore unless i'm road biking i, I don't need them anymore like i i don't have mountain biking i don't wear them either. right i don't need them but when i'm on a road bike you better believe yeah, i've got them like that's a legit i learned thing. that quick and so it's one of those things too like i thought i need them early on and if and when i first got them and this is not gross by any means it's stupid 
I actually had underwear and chamois on. The same oh time. man, <laughs> and that is the worst. The, pain. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> taint easy. Absolutely, like that's pretty no. good. <laughs> no, uh, it was one of those things. But it's you know I, we joke about it, but at the end of the day, I rode bike. I still uh, not as much now. It's too hot for me, and we have the reb, and that, yeah, that gives absolutely. me the workout I'm after. But like for us, I think it's important, and, and often we've talked about it. One of our first episodes was talking about fitness, mm-hmm. and we were jokingly saying fitness pizza in your mouth. But like the reality is. <laughs> It's important if you want to have more fun. Like exactly. the truth is, I want to have more fun and I want to live longer having fun. Yeah. So it's so not just we've for taken taking this whole let's get fit, just like Toby. We could have just bought an e bike. Oh, no. Don't oh, no. Lie. Don't get me started on that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We got some new so, so we have a, we have a, a friendly dispute at Dirt Coach Y'all Academy. seen the meme, right? Of like the girls would be like, oh, look at him. Oh, he's got an e bike. Never mind. Oh, right, yeah. but, that, but right? she she keeps on on riding her Amish bike, and oh it's okay God. to stay in in the past. Oh, hey, gosh. I've ridden them though; I think they're awesome. You cannot not smile, no, right. if you aren't an e bike. That's right, and they absolutely have their place. A good buddy of mine came off his motorcycle plus triple digits and messed up his knee, and he would not be That's riding true. today. Yeah, yeah, if, there's guys uh, that ride with us that same way. Yeah, so uh, and 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 look, I'm very very fortunate. I have a bunch of bikes uh, not as many as my wife thinks I have a little bit less but um, I don't know sorry if you're listening but uh, so <laughs> one of those one bikes. of those one of those bikes is an e-bike and I absolutely love it and um, they, <laughs> there's as long some as you don't put it on Strava okay because uh, the worst is uh, uh, the I people agree. that beat you at Queen of the Mountain because they were riding the e-bike there's not many women. Oh, so I had to kill my Strava for that reason. It drove me nuts. Because yeah. he was taking all the queens of the mountain. Yeah. So actually, uh, in Georgia, there was um, a guy on an e-bike who uh, did it on the women's queen of the mountain. I was like, man. I oh, just, wow. Yeah, there's no bad. way to like block it. Like, you, you can, can't, you you can't, can't flag it. That's, oh. a, that's a super troll, though. Isn't yeah. that yeah, bad? Absolutely. That's like straight oh, super So troll. frustrating. Still on there. And his name so was... Yeah, I know, right? I can pull it up real quick. No, I'm just kidding. Can one of y'all reach and open the door now that they're gone so we can get some freaking more air in? Good God, this wooden wow. box that we're in is just toasty. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about, so we've literally had three, well, I guess Dale, but we've had three in a row talk about when we jokingly said, okay, we're going to let them sponsor because we, we, we sponsor with our friends, right? With like people that we believe in. And it does matter. The stuff that we, we don't put anything on that we don't believe in. And so we jokingly said it. And then every time we brought it up, somebody would be sitting in here and they'd be like, no, I've done it. And it was fantastic. And I got better for it. And, and every single person's gone through this. Can you guys, now you can use your planned statements. <laughs> Thanks, the ones I've been rehearsing in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I didn't want to shortchange you on those. Thank you. But let's, let, legitimately, what is Dirt Coaster Academy? So um, we are uh, an academy for beginners and for people who have been riding 40 years. I mean, we've had some people that have been riding that long. Um, we teach the the basics, the fundamentals, uh, is what our, our beginner class is called, uh, all the way up into jumping and drops. And we're adding some new classes coming up soon. We're trying to figure out our naming convention on those. Um, but ideally, what we want is we want people to go out there and do um, take lessons and do things in a, a progression, right? We, we want you to learn the basic fundamentals, uh, bike body separation, um, you know, moving around your bike, et cetera, and how to handle your bike and where the most stable position is on your bike um, and move that all the way up into having a little bit more fun and doing some drops and jumps. Uh, you don't have to do any of the the more advanced things, but I think that it's, um, it's always nice for me specifically, right? If you're out on a trail and something comes up, you now know how to handle that. Yeah. So 
um, you know, a lot of times, especially for our women's classes, I have women that don't want to take the class because they're just, you know, they don't want to jump or they don't want to do this. And uh, giving them that confidence that, hey, if this pops up, you know what to do now, I think is really key. Absolutely. Uh, Dirt Coaster, you know, we, we kind of say we progress you to your next level. Right. So wherever you are, we want to progress to the next level. And it's it's so awesome to see uh, someone who really has no riding background, doesn't understand what a mountain bike is, and just have an aha moment of getting comfortable on the bike. And it, and it all begins with your body. The, you know, you weigh a lot more than your, than your bike. So your body influences it. And that's the most important thing. So Nina and I teach where you're supposed to put your body and, uh, it, it creates that stability. Um, you know, what's really, really cool. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit earlier about how much mountain biking, the technology in the bike has progressed. And it blows people's minds who people who've been out of for 10 years and they get back on a bike and like, that's what happened to me. Wait a minute. I was out for almost 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, we get that same effect whenever somebody who's been riding a a, a while and they come back to the class and they're all naysayers. They're like, I don't need that. I've been doing all of this. I'm the turned down champion and uh, I got a belt and then they come in they hey, come in the wow come yeah. in wait, wait 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 keep your thought going this sounds like true story happening right here you rolled up to his academy and you're like I got the belt bitch no, it, was the day before. it was the day before I got the belt the day before that's true uh. But the, the the point was is that the technology and the bikes have come so far. Right. The technology and teaching and the teaching methods have come so far. It just absolutely blows my mind. So if you had to ad- to adapt, so, so let me ask this. So t- it's two parter. So one part is has riding fundamentals changed much with the technology? Is question one. Yes. And two. Oh, okay. So right. to that, then did you guys have to adjust your teaching to the technology? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Is it is it corresponding that it, way? It, it both of them evolve, right? Yeah. So so um, the dropper post is huge. Right. Um, not a plug, but we have a shirt that says "Drop it like it's hot." Right. Right. Um, so so the dropper post is probably the biggest uh, advancement. Right. Twenty nine inch wheels, things of that nature. But um, being able to get uh, your body separate from the bike, where it, it used to be, where you were kind of like attached to your bike, right? Your seat was up, um, and you were leaning with the bike versus letting the bike lean underneath you. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I can think of. That we had, a, we have to teach people just to not be attached to their bike. Like you're, you're such an influence on your bike that you need to have the stability on top of the bike and not let the bike move you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, whenever we first learned to downhill years ago, we had a big seat and we and the reason why a lot of people wore spandex is because they can move around their seat because mm. they wouldn't get the baggies to get get caught on. So now that we can get that seat out of the way, you can wear your baggies again. You can be uh-huh. fashionable. <laughs> you can you can be fashionable. Not only Jinkos that goes for the win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you, but you definitely can put your body in the absolute correct position. Right. And so it is a prerequisite whenever you come to Dirt Coaster Academy. I mean, we got to get your seat out of the way. We can't teach you how to mo- how to ride a modern mountain bike without teaching you how to get the seat out of the way and get around that. So, so is some of it, what if they don't have a dropper? Do you guys just pull the seat or push we it down? We do. I'm like the collector of saddles. Yes. Um, so I will uh, take your seat and uh, we'll, you know, we ask your permission, obviously, right? Do you feel comfortable? And we make sure that they feel comfortable before we take it. Um, and then move it off to the side and, and pretty much the entire class is without a seat. And it's it's not to be difficult or to make them, um, you know, feel uncomfortable 
comfortable. It's really for them to get it in their head that they don't need the seat there because it's almost like a security blanket, right? Right. They feel like, especially when you're going downhill. I mean, I used to do it. You kind of like put your knees in and hold on to the saddle. Um, and so that you can feel what's happening underneath you, where as the reverse nowadays, you drop your seat and you want the bike to move underneath you so that if you hit a big root or a rock or whatever, if the bike jars to the left or right, right now you're going to let the bike jar to the left or right and you stay center. So um, we have to teach that in a controlled environment as much as we can. But in some cases, too, it's not just the technology the technology that's changed. We, we talk about this a lot at the Reb stuff is that, you know, we're hand cut trails. You guys have ridden it. And you've experienced some of it. So that's all hand cut. There's no machine. We're going to get there. There's no machine. She's raising her hand. We'll get there. But there's no machine cut stuff. Like and we're, we're braggadocious a-holes, the two of us, that literally won't even use a chainsaw. So it's all hand cut. It's awesome. So they're kind of flowy in spots and rough in other spots. But I imagine if you've been riding as long as you guys have, the evolution of trail craft has changed over time. Has it not? Oh, my gosh. So what's, what's really, really funny is that it's it's coming back full circle i mean uh bentonville is probably the king of the machine built uh trails and one of the last one of the the last trails that they built was cut, called hand cut hollow and so they want to get back to that hand cut feel uh so um you know there's they're not better one's not better than the other but why not have two beautiful things in mountain biking and flow right. trails and hand cut stuff is just absolutely amazing. And you're seeing a lot of bike parks. Uh, they have both of them. Jared's, yep. uh, the recent one that opened all the top of it is kind of gnar hand cut stuff off camber. And then the bottom is this beautiful machine cut. And on how to ride both of them. Right. Um, so, so talking about that bike body separation, if you're going into some of those hand cut, more gnarly trails, uh, that bike body separation is more important. That's where I was kind of going to is it seems oh like God. now, like, so then you, you, you have to learn to adjust and it's not like this sounds again, cause you guys are sponsored. It sounds like pedaling, but it makes sense. <laughs> pedaling. pedaling. Um, it <laughs> that was perfect. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I got to work, man. Um, I only have a quota dad of five, jokes. <laughs> but like, it seems like you would need to know these things and you would. So for us, the only thing I know is when I go ride Chattanooga, which is my favorite place to ride, I experience different stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's a challenge. I got to rewrite that again because I wrote it very poorly. So I'm self-taught. So I'm not taking bike body separation information into my brain when I'm doing it. So it's self-taught stuff. But if I had that platform to work off of, I could say, okay, on this rough terrain, I can adapt myself to, to does that make sense? What yes. I'm saying? So that's where I think in the case of what you guys are doing, it's fascinating. Did that have any, did knowing that help with Bogchitto when you went down that path? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, knowing... Uh, so, so whenever Nina and I, N Nina really helped out a lot in developing Bogachita and there's been an army of people that developed Bogachita and the whole mindset behind that was we wanted something for everybody. Right. And I literally, I literally see a two year old riding Bogachita and I see, I saw an, an 80 year old riding Bogachita and it was just smiling from ear to ear. He was and, flying up the hills. And flying up the hills. <laughs> he was very athletic. He's but, probably one of those guys that beat you back in the day. That's what I'm saying. I think he was the guy. He's just taunting years, right? you he's now just, <laughs> everywhere you go. That's right. <laughs> but that's what's so beautiful about mountain biking is, is that you can have that variety in, in, in the same location. And that's, that's what we tried to do at Bogachita. Did that, did having that place and having that sort of, did that help you? When you guys, when you think about coaching, does that help you? Like you ride something, you make, oh, I made an adjustment. Maybe I'm going to make an adjustment. And so what I'm saying is you're constantly updating your curriculum based on the fact that you're riding, you're active riders, you're, you're racing, you're would be. 
I would is, be racing. She, uh, and she has raced. You will be she racing. won this year. Well, I would be, be racing. Would be yeah. racing. But we'll talk has. about that. Yeah. yeah. We keep postponing it. <laughs> no, we'll we should probably say really it's like the elephant in the room, right? It's, it's an official. It's just a big official. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some of the things at Bogachita that uh, that we're adding and that we have to adjust to as well is that you know, like the rock gardens, or you know, do you go rock gardens or do you do more cross country or? or how do the trails progress as well? And then how do we teach people how to do those things? Right. right. Um, you know, a lot of Bogotá has a lot of cross country and there's, there's some places um, that we go cause we travel all over that have a lot more technical terrain. Um, and we want to be able to teach people that. So how do we incorporate that into the trails at home so that we can teach that instead so, of making them drive hours and hours. So you guys, we're, since we got the Bogotá, we can ask this question just for our people, because we're dealing with a similar situation locally, um, with the park being closed for renovations or things like that. And it's been a long process. Could you explain to the, the listeners that it doesn't happen overnight, please? From so, the mouth of somebody that's done it, because <laughs> my words don't <laughs> matter anymore. So so the first thing that Dirt Coaster Academy is, is we're two lovers of mountain biking, and we want to keep on promoting a sport. And if we didn't have that passion and we didn't love it, we would have <laughs> tapped out quite some time ago. Because it is very, very trying to uh, to accomplish and uh, to, to, to bring progression, especially to an area that really is not as familiar uh, with mountain biking. Um, and I mean, I've, all night last night and, and on the phone this morning, they're trying to develop another area in Louisiana and they're, they're not following the exact steps. Uh, and so you really have to be very meticulous, very, very professional and, and, and you have to have patience because it, it does not happen overnight. Um, I think Boca Chitta was a little bit of an anomaly, kind of everything came together at the right time and uh, it happened a lot faster. But, he, but wait, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, um, but to your point is, yes, patience is, uh, is key, but also for those people that come to ride the trails is understanding that there's so much work that goes into it that complaining about it um, just makes it more difficult, right? Like, so for example, Boca Chitta has a lot of sand. We didn't invent the sand. The sand, we know, we try to plan around the sand, um, it, you know, but it, trying to, we're trying to figure that part out, and we're working very diligently and hard to try to make those things um, uh, easier to ride through, I guess would yeah. be, right? Um, but to know that there's tons of people that donate, um, volunteer lots of hours to make that happen, it just doesn't happen immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I think we run into this, too, locally, where it's like, we're trying to make a nine-mile trail section appease 200 people right now. Right. Because that's all, essentially, we have in Mobile, where we used to have a bigger park. Not, so, not the Reb, though. Not the Reb. No, 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 not oh, okay. the Reb. The public trail stuff. Public, yeah. Um, so, like, now trying to appease so many people. And now that Bogchito has grown so much, like, now you have to appease even more people, right? right. And you have to, like, try to try to appeal to everybody that shows up. And, like, there's a lot more opinions now, you know? So it's like sure. w- it is easier for people that are listening to have an opinion, if you are a member of something <laughs> and, and if you volunteer, yeah. Like if you have a shovel in your hand, I'll probably listen to you. But you know, we, right? if- we, the thing about this podcast has shifted and maybe it's the same parallel. Like when you started dirt coaster, you had ambition. I, like it's a business of some capacity. I, I, I don't know where you're but, trying to, your end goal, but you started out with an idea and it's probably changed over time, not just technique, but I mean like the business models probably adapted to somewhat or your mentality. We completely changed. So the way that we got started was Toby asked me to help uh, with a women's ride. And um, and long story short, it, it didn't work out. We had the women uh, already covered by somebody else. And so then he goes, well, let's do some kind of educational thing together. and let, Let's help uh, educate 
the people here at Boca Chita. And from there, we just kind of ran with it. We're like, well, I think we should uh, get certified. And I think we should probably, um, you know, do this more. I think this is going to be a thing. I think people really want to learn about how to mountain bike and how to be safe. And um, so it progressed from just an idea of, of helping women ride to, to something that's way more than what we thought it was going to be at the beginning. It's just, we kind of got to pinch ourselves whenever we stop and, and we think about it. And, you know, we both have two A type personalities. So we're going to take <sighs> one thing. That's my side. Just, Did you hear it? We're just going to, we're going <laughs> to blow up everything that we possibly do. And, you know, um, two weekends ago, I, I get, we were giving guided tours at, in, in Northwest Arkansas. And we, we, a month before that we taught in Northwest Arkansas and then we teaching all over the place. And, um, it's really, it's really balled down to, and it's very simple is we're just helping people progress on their mountain bikes. And, uh, the, the, the two gentlemen that we took to Northwest Arkansas, you know, they ended up taking probably 12 hours of private lessons with us. And then we took them on a tour. Wow. And, and we're, we're going to have a video come out on our new YouTube channel. There we go. Uh, is that, <laughs> that's is that shameless. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah shameless. Good. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. I got a button over here that makes sense. Is there a bing? <laughs> that's the wrong one. No. You guys can't hear it. <laughs> it did the sad trumpet. I'm so sorry. Oh no. There it is. Is that now, a good one? I got the clapping. It's, a good it's the clapping. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sitting here and, and I'm making the video and I'm watching these guys and, and how well they did and what they've accomplished. And it is really something awesome to see somebody progress. And, um, it, and, and it just works. You talk about progression of, of, of our teaching methods. Right. The fundamentals, it all goes back to the fundamentals. And uh, Nina, Nina is like the best picky person is that picky what you're person say? Yes, that's I can exactly see it in your face oh and 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 she's my coach and i and i absolutely love i'm like nina could you take a video of me and tell me what i'm doing wrong right uh and it's because it's, it's usually just the basics it's usually just little tiny things little things make the world of difference right. and when we break it down and if you come through the classes it's very very simple and we make it complicated and uh, so it's not us. We make it good. We make it better. So he said people sorry, in general make, make, you it don't make it complicated. They make it you get the sound. Yeah, I'm like, that where's the, the sound? Sad. Turn the sound. I got it for him. I got the sad horn for that. But, we, uh, but I got to see it firsthand. Like Cassidy was at the class I was at, and Cassidy had she had just started biking. Yeah. We have a video where she rode with us and skipped the drop that we all did, and then she came to the the class and dominated like started out like barely knowing how to turn and then she was jumping the biggest gap that all the guys were bug, yeah. did, so. bug didn't like it but there's a picture of bug straight dead sailored in the air <laughs> and then incorrect posture the next time and you can see the difference yeah and his his writing has gotten better from it so like people physically are seeing a change in a four hour session if you do everything yeah right yep and we always tell people to to come back so so um can i mention a name can i say it? Uh, Jen is one of my good friends and she's amazing. And she's taken a couple of our classes. Uh, she took our jump class and she got baby air is what we're calling it. It's like a little bit of air. And she came off the jump and she said, wow. Like she literally said the words, wow. And she was so excited and the biggest smile. Right. But now she wants to come back and do it again because now she's like, okay, I've got that out of the way. Right. So just because you've taken a class doesn't mean you can't come back and like, after you've practiced a little bit on your own, come back and let us record you again and see where you're at now. Let's get a little bit more of that baby air. Let's get like, you know, grown up air. I don't know how to call it, but like, you know, toddler air. Toddler air. We get the teenage air. There we go. Right. Um, So it's exciting. We we pack a lot in that four hours. So (laughs) there's a lot that people, because you can kind of see 
uh, the Gloss looks on over. people's face sometimes are like, wait a minute. But um, so it, it is a lot that we try to pack because we want to try to give value for people that are coming out and try to uh, help them progress as fast as they possibly can. Well, but, I've had people that were, when you guys were coming here, they were like, why would I do that? I know how to ride my bike. I'm like, right. yeah, but you spent three grand to 10 grand on a bicycle that you barely know how to ride. So why right. wouldn't you do that? And they, so, then they'd ask me conversely, like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because I want to stay better than you. That's <laughs> well, right. It's funny because uh, so many people get to a point, my industry and my profession, all that, even as a business owner, like I had to learn all this stuff. I have a president that runs a company now. I'm, I step away from that. and I'm just the stupid, crazy idea guy. However, <laughs> I still went and found a mentor. Right. So someone to help coach me so my right. business could grow. It's the same way with riding. Like if you guys were closer, it'd be much more easier for me to just be like, yeah, I'll pay you. Come coach me. And I'll pay the. Because that stuff is really, really important. And once you understand that, once you get the ego out of the way, right? which it's, I think probably, I, I don't know, I can't speak as a woman, but I'm going to say most men probably have more ego wall than women. It is definitely a thing. Right. It, I mean, I, I, there's a, so there's people that, because um, I've been in Louisiana for what, four years or so, um, people I've been riding with um, for years and they uh, still won't come to take a lesson. I right. think it's a. I think it's an ego thing. I think it's like a, no, I know what I'm doing. I've been riding with you. So like, you know, um, but there's just so much, like I said, like the the little tweaks, like where's your foot placement on your pedal? Um, People don't realize that maybe they're, they're, they're on their tippy toes or, you know, or their one finger break or one finger breaking is what we want you to do. But sometimes people are breaking with two fingers or maybe with their middle finger. I mean, it's just like these little things are where your, where your eyes looking. Um, well, cockpit setup, right? I mean, just getting oh. your cockpit set up correctly is correct. I yeah, had someone adjust changed. mine, and it changed my class. entire world, right? right? My Absolutely. riding went through the roof. And, and the tension, where where is the tension on your body, and where right. it should be, and you know, where is the weight on your body? There's so so many different things, and and I've said it before, it is so much harder to teach somebody who's been riding for ten years than to teach uh, you know a female who's coming in and like, okay, teach me. Right? Hey, um, the female could be riding for ten years. No, absolutely. <laughs> But I, I but even if a guy even if a guy comes in, they're still gonna go. be like, there I don't need to learn this. You. I know how to ride a bike. I think the hardest part for me is I'm a really reactive biker. Like I let my bike do it, and then I'll react to whatever it does instead of like a proactive. Like I'm gonna body position a certain mm-hmm. spot. So like if I'm bombing down a downhill or an enduro race, I'm just letting the bike go, and I'm just keeping my body like don't fall over. Basically, fall over. you know. So like when I took it, it was. I'll consciously, when I'm doing XC more than I'm doing the enduro stuff, I, t- I tend to see like I'll s- do the bike body separation in the corners a lot more than right. if I'm you doing the enduro. Like maybe the enduro, I revert back to what I felt, you know, like my what my comfort zone is. But I think that doing it more on XC, like I'm getting more and more comfortable with turning the way that you guys teach. And I think once it is probably the ego thing, because I even go in there like, man, I don't need this. Like I'm super fast. But then... I'm really not. So maybe if it just at that, you know, you get to a certain point where marginal increments are huge. My point is it's the simplest thing. What can it hurt? Right. Right. Like humbling yourself to anything. What can it hurt? If you learn, if you pay, I used to say this all the time for trade show stuff. You'd go to a stupid, God, I hate trade shows. And you'd go (laughs) to a trade show and I would sit through all these classes and I would walk away with one nugget. But that one nugget ended up being worth the a pain in the ass of flying to Vegas. Right. So I'm not saying you guys are pain in the ass, but I'm just mean like <laughs> humble yourself to the situation. Cause that one nugget you may gain may unlock something that you didn't think was possible. And it's so easy just to have the conversation about it. Right. One of the things that, that you mentioned and Carrie mentioned that I think is fascinating that three of four cannot really comment on is there's a barrier 
mm-hmm. that seems to be there. What she, from her opinion, and I've heard other people say, other women uh, or people identify as that, say that they get stuck. They get stuck in this wall of like, I'm not a dude. I don't send it like a dude. Right. So from your perspective, like when you coach women or Mm -hmm. when you teach women or you guys go in that, is there a difference? Like, do you approach that differently or is it the same pattern? You just know how to adapt it towards them or or what is your situation there? What is your take on all that? So since I'm the woman who tries to keep up with the men, (laughs) I'm like, I literally, uh, I feel like in the races, I try to race with against the guys um, more so than, than probably my, uh, my, my female peers. Um, I do try to keep it the same. I try to keep the coaching the same, but I do realize that things uh, scare women more. And it's just because of, because of nature, right? Um, you know, we uh, are the ones that would have, have, have babies. I don't have any kids, but um, we're more protective of our body. So we think about things differently than men do, right? We're not going to go send it blindly um, because in our consciousness, we're thinking, what's going to happen if I run into that tree, you know, like who's right. going to do whatever, who's going to clean the house or who's going to, you know, there's like things that run through our heads that don't run through your heads as much, I think. Um, and so I try to say, like I mentioned earlier, is that when you when you go into this, do it in a, a safety mindset that you're doing this because if something pops up at you like a drop, um, then you know what to do so that you're not afraid. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to keep up with the guys. It doesn't mean that you have to go as fast as the guys, but at least you know what you're doing and you're going to be safe doing it after taking the class. And that's my thing is like, it's not that I, I just think that a, a guy coach could teach great, right? Right. Because right. the fundamentals. But what I think is interesting about what you guys present is the fact that if I were a woman and I wanted to learn, Carrie brought it up and right. I wanted to ride, I have a better opportunity to ride with like-minded, instantly like-minded, right. who's been there, who understands that and has that mindset already. That's a, a major advantage. If you think about it, this, sure. that sounds like a commercial plug, but it's just something <laughs> like, cause talking to Carrie, it stood out. Like I didn't think about it. I don't, I don't just scream at anybody to say, send it. But sometimes when, when the boy's ego is getting that mode, I watch, I've watched it in my career professionally. Women can turn that off. They don't have the ego to get in the way, but the boys will jump off the cliff because it, the other boys did it. So it's, so <laughs> I just have to tell a little side story. It's funny. Sometimes when I ride with Toby or uh, our, our buddy, Eric, at East Bank, which is one of the best bike shops, by the way. Um, if uh, if I ride with either of those, the, when those two are, or they get other guys around them, all of a sudden they start going faster. And I'm like, right. wait, wait, I thought this was supposed to be a gentleman's ride, which which typically means like an easy pace, right? Like I, I'm going, I'm like, let's just go and just have a good time. But as soon as another guy pulls up, it's like horses. The horses get up next to each other and they start going faster. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Um, excuse me, can I curse on this? Oh, um, yeah. Um, so, and, and, and again, all intentions could be nina we're gonna keep it right here but as soon as another guy comes up then uh and women we don't really have that i mean unless i'm racing you um but that's something you can turn on and off i right. think we struggle men struggle with turning that on and oh off. my gosh every ride's a race right. that's why we Period. have garments it is <laughs> it's drama no. God. oh it is but to get back to you know the teaching <laughs> methods of of how we how we handle that and how we look at it one of the things that that we said is we progress you to your next level and one of the things that nina and i after teaching hundreds of people we've really gotten good at is when do you progress to the next level oh good point and so uh, a, a a female or a male that shouldn't progress to the next level we're not going to let you progress to the next level so you may come to a jump class and you may roll over the hump 
a hundred times, but you're going to get better at that. And so um, I, I think that you can come into our class and there is, there's a lot of females and a lot of males that, that just, you know, I don't want to jump. It's like, well, just come check it out. Right. And they get more comfortable on a bike by doing what we're telling them to do. And eventually some of them get baby air or yeah, kitty exactly. air or whatever we want to call it. But it's, it's a pretty cool, the process works. Um, and, um, and, and we've enjoyed watching the comfort of the ladies that come in the class and, and we keep them where they're comfortable and Nina does a great job. And that is absolutely one of the things that we love about Dirt Coaster Academy. We have, you know, both sexes represented and, uh, we can kind of get in the shoes of our clients, of our, of our students. And she helps me see that. I help her see that. So it, it really, really works. Yeah, so if they're wanting to do something really dangerous and sketchy, I send them over to Toby. That's right. And I'm like, go. if you want to do like endurance and lots of working out, come talk to me. <laughs> so one of the other things that Dale, uh, Dale and I have talked about it a lot, but but riding right uh, helps. Uh, this is my segue. Watch okay, this maneuver. Got it. I'm teeing this one up. Riding helps uh, not only fundamentals and having good riding skill. It doesn't help just your ride go better and make it more fun. It also helps prevent things. And I believe... Helps with recovery. But that said, doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes you just have a bad day. Right. Sometimes things just happen. And sometimes <laughs> things just happen. I have to be witness to lots of just things happening. Yeah. That's the, that's on record. The worst one I've seen so far. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm proud that uh, you're OK. I'm glad. But like it was it was a very scary moment. I so can we'll only have, imagine. So so what happened was right. <laughs> what happened, what, what, what happened, happened is because they can't see because they can't you. see that I have a hot pink cast on basically on my arm right now. Um, is that uh, I did go riding with the guys and I did try to send it with the guys at the very last uh, last ride and um, and so I took off a little too fast and I got to uh, three different uh, options for which way to go. Left was on a drop. Straight was down a hole, and right was like this little ledge and. Mentally, I knew I, I this time I was going too fast. I was not going to do the drop, and then I got to the hole in the right the right line, and I thought, oh, which way do I go? And it's it's that hesitancy um, that caused the accident. Now, I went down into the hole, so everybody knows I went down into the hole and landed on my uh, left uh, wrist and shattered it all the way up. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a big hole, and it was I mean, it was basically um, something that should have never happened at all. But it, but it did, and it wasn't because I wasn't riding correctly, or if I, nope. I didn't do anything wrong. It I was, was just I saw it. I mean, it looked no offense. Yeah. Until when I walked up on it, it looked gentle. It looked yeah. like a gentle fall. And reality was, we call them snake bites because you had no idea. And it, literally, right? you're walking through the bush, and a snake bit you. You had, you were doing nothing wrong. You were where you're supposed to be, and there was a little bit of sand, but nothing major. No. It just was one of those situations. Just bad. It right. just was bad in right. the moment. And so, um, and, uh, so, so it happened and Toby's like, well, maybe it's just sprained. And I had saw my arm flop. So I knew it was not I was just sprained. To, I was trying to keep calm. Yeah, trying to keep know. calm. <laughs> um, I was calm until you like walked out of the woods and like your eyes went blank and you're like, I think I'm going to pass out. And I was like, I just think I was my having like, like a mini anxiety attack. Yeah, like, I, I like, just grabbed oh. you and was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> What's Here funny is, was it you that was helping me? Cause everybody yeah, ran away from me and I was like, is anybody going to no, help was me? me? Like, yeah, okay. I came back. <laughs> Like I'm still here, <laughs> um, but it, but you know, here's the thing: is that uh, that I'm stubborn, and uh, recovery is a thing. You you do need to sit down and, and take a break if something like that happens. Uh, take a break, right? Yeah. Um, hey, hey, hey where's the thing? Mom joke. And um, <laughs> so uh, so I try to take a couple days off, but um, you know, I am a coach, and I do have to get back at it, and I have to teach lessons, and so I did teach a lesson with the cast on last week. Last week? Um, teaching again tomorrow. 
Um, and uh, and my plan was to rent to win the race series this year, and I'm not giving that up. So I got back on the trainer with I bought arrow bars. So I've got my only the tip of my elbows on my arrow bars. Um, and I'm trying to get back to nine plus hours a week. Now this is hard on arrow bars. It's really uncomfortable. Um, but I'm not giving up. So for those of you out there that, that need some motivation, uh, here's some for you. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was, it was a fluke accident. Right. And you know, we are on mountain bikes and we do a lot of things that, uh, that, that we can't have accidents in driving in a car and, um, it, it, it happens. And that's one of the things that we, we try to prevent. Uh, and, and I think we do through Dirt Coaster Academy by being in the right position, by having your weight where it should be, you're, you're less likely to have these accidents, that's right. but it's still out there. And you know what? That's probably what makes it fun. <laughs> right. right? You know, because edge. if it was safe, everybody could do it. Everybody right. could do it. Um, but, you know, everybody looks at some of the stuff that I do and, you know, hit 50 foot gaps, at tabletops and uh, 15 foot drops. And, you know, but I didn't start there. And it was it's very, very calculated. I'm I'm almost 50 years old and, and I've, I've got to be safe. And my safe is a lot different from Nina's safe is a lot different from your safe. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done those things so many times. Knock on wood. Hopefully, uh, I don't have an accident. That may be fake wood. I'm not That's sure. That's not. Wood. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right so behind you, is going, whole it wall. still counts. You can't see this, but this place really. As long looks as you cheesy. believe it, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a, listen, I'm thrilled with my lawyer office. Dude, it looks awesome in the 1980s. It is uh, straight <laughs> up out of it. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful place, but you know. Um, so, so that's what at Dirt Coaster, we, we're, we're trying to teach you progress safely. And, right. um, and, and I think we do get that accomplished. Yeah. Well, if, if anybody else is listening, we did like episode three or four on fear, overcoming fear after injury. Yeah. And that was with John fear on bikes. I am kind of worried about that. I'll be honest. Cause I no, mean, you, this listen. was like a freak accident, but I'm like, am I going to get on a bike and just be scared of gra- the ground? Yeah, now? If, you like, haven't, you know? if you haven't checked it out, like we went pretty in depth into it and we had John Mackey on and John got hit by a car on his bike. Yeah. Uh, just in December. Oh, nice. so wow. he's back on a bike. He did Skyway with me. Um, he's he actually just had surgery yesterday. On his but he's boat. his even his riding like he got back on and, and it's the same thing. It was just, I mean, a lot of it is the thing that I think is fascinating is if you and this is, sounds like another shameless. If you have good fundamentals, getting back to it, that part's already covered. Right. So right. then it's just the mental game, and it's like baby steps through it. Once you do it again, you're like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I had right. a pretty nasty wreck at the Reb. Um, I did, obviously didn't say anything like yours. But I didn't ask you reckon it was enough to like spook me for a while because I quit yeah. mountain biking from an injury from a wreck. Is that where that break came from? The 10 years or whatever? Yeah, 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was riding a rock hopper. It was a uh, hardtail back then. Um, and the I had worn the edge of my handlebars off. And so when I crashed, I OTB'd really hard and the handlebar came and literally hit me directly in oh, the nipple. My. Oh, wow. And it punctured it like it punched a hole. In oh my, my gosh. and so like it was bleeding, and it just was enough knocked the wind out of me. I was trapped in the woods by myself. It was hot as hell, and I was bleeding really profusely. And it was enough to be like, eh, I just don't yeah. want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and then I got a kidney stone from it, from oh. jumping so much. It knocked a kidney stone loose. Oh wow. And, yeah, it was awful. Oh my gosh. Terrible. So I was like, mountain biking sucks. Right. But it was still one. Once I came back, it was that fast. Maybe yep. not my riding skills, but like the love of it kicked back in. So it won't go away. Well, and, and it's not only, you know, the skills, but it's also the bikes. I mean, you you yeah. got you have to have confidence in the bikes and let the bikes do what they were designed to do. Yep. So one of those things is being in the, in the right position. And But the second thing is, is knowing when to stay off the brakes and when to apply the brakes, because that can get a lot of people in, in, in trouble. And, uh, you know, but, but if you have confidence 
and especially the trail builders. The trail builders nowadays are building some beautiful trails that they look gnarly, but they're really they're designed for mountain bikes to ride, so your bike can do that. And a lot of times when people get in trouble is when they go into Never Never Land, they go into halfway. And you either go or you don't go. Mm -hmm. And if you go halfway, you stop the bike from doing what the bike's supposed to do. So uh, getting over that fear that a lot of people have is simply, you know, slowly building, progressing, and gaining that confidence. And that's what Nina's going to have to do. Nina's going to have to start off small. I think every every athlete, though, experiences this. I said it on the podcast before, like... There's some athletes, like professional athletes, that have a bad injury that never come. They're never the same player again. Right. And you're always like, "What happened to that guy? Like he was a stud. Now he's not good. It's because he couldn't get over the fear part of it." And I think once you realize that, yes, I can do it. it I was already scared before to a certain extent. I can. Oh, that fear is nothing. I mean, my hand is still here. I mean, you know. Well, so I did it's ask. Like, it's it's funny. I was like, "Am I going to be like bionic now?" Like I was asking, like, yeah, the, yeah, like right? Because there's like a, a just so y'all know, is there metal plate and twelve screws in my arm now? And I was like, "So can this break?" And the doctor was like, "Yes, it can still break again." I'm like, "Damn!" Because I was really hoping, like, that right. you know, if I do fall down on the left side again, then I, like I am like set. <laughs> um, so, so one of our premier trail builders, Jakey Poo, the guy that rides the tricycle, he. The kids Jakey like Poo. that's what Got it. Well, <laughs> That's awesome. But Jakey he doesn't Poo, listen anyway, so we can call a, him whatever we he's want. He's never listened to a podcast in his life, so we just talk. And trash. we're not allowed to text emojis to him. He's yeah. so old school. <laughs> but he was trying to do something stupid. He wasn't even his was not in your scenario, and it did. He had the exact same break left, and it took him whatever time to recover. But then, like it's the same thing, he rode a little bit, he rode a little bit, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm good." It's just like it was like a light switch. Yeah. And it seems to be that's what people say also when they leave classes Mm -hmm. is that some people I'm sure you've seen it. It's like a light switch. They're like, oh, and then suddenly it progressed for me. My turning got better when someone was like, hey, man, this is how you should do it. And I was like, then all of a sudden it clicked. Right. Yeah. So same thing. And and, um, like I said, there's some people that have been riding with me for a couple of years and some of them have taken our classes. And you notice things like, for example, the feet placement that we mentioned earlier. Um, we had this one guy that was riding on his tippy toes um, the whole time I've known him. And I never even noticed that, right? Because I wasn't a coach at the time. But now that I am and I have to look at things in a different light, when he came to the class, I, I noticed it and, and we corrected it. But, it's, but it was causing him to feel fear of going down hills, right? Because he always felt this like forward motion. Well, if you get off the of your tippy toes, then that's going to completely change the way that you feel doing certain things, um, as well as dropping the seat down. He wasn't dropping the seat down. So um, those little bitty tweaks make a world of difference. And um, it just, it, it makes a more confident rider. Yeah. And, and even as a coach, I was, you know, I'm not joking when I, I begged Nina, video me and show me because we feel like we look like that superstar and we, we are right. just in the right position and we are cruising and then the videos never lie. And then, and then having an expert actually analyze your videos is, is just, it, it really, sometimes he beautiful. likes me. Sometimes he doesn't not more than not. What, <laughs> what I don't get though is people spend thousands. I used to work at a golf course. I, I don't play oh, golf, yeah. but people spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to get their swing analyzed that and change true. clubs and do all this stuff. Yeah. All it is is coaching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why would you not do the exact same thing if your hobby is mountain biking? Because I mean, let's face it, you could spend, we've got friends that have spent 10, 15 grand on bikes, right? Yep. There's Same thing for series. skiing, right? Same yeah, thing with all skiing. Of those things. Skiing. Any of that stuff. You know, one of, one of the things uh, that's really, really cool that we're, we're finding out is that, you know, a lot of uh, these kids are playing travel ball and they're, they're, families are spending so much money on coaches for them 
And then we've we've had several families come through and did several lessons with them, a mom, a dad, a son, a daughter. And so they are actually doing that, and they're not behind a fence watching their kid. They're actually side-by-side with their kid. That is fantastic. And and we had one family that told us, my son and daughter never talked before this. They didn't say two (laughs) words. Now they don't shut up right? (laughs) because they love mountain biking. That's really cool to to watch and to see. And, And we're seeing more and more of that come. So what was the impetus? You kind of mentioned it. You guys just want to do something. But is that is that is that where it came from? What was what made you? Because this, I mean, it's a you're driving a lot. I'm There's a labor a of love. There's a passion about it. I get it. So what is what is if you boil it down to a simple core message? What is it? What makes you do this? You guys, why do you do this? I mean, because it's the it, why. Why <laughs> it's an important question. Go we, ahead. I'll let you go first. We absolutely love mountain biking and we love to share our passion for mountain biking. It's, uh, and we both are ridiculously competitive in everything we do. We don't do anything. I'm better small. than you. I'm just kidding. She only wishes. She wishes. Um, and and so we're it, not in competition, Toby. <laughs> we got to try to tell it. But that and it keeps on. It keeps on blossoming and blossoming. And we're we're about to expand dirt coaster. But it all boils down to we love mountain biking and we absolutely love watching people learn. That's what I and, was going to say. Is it's, um, you know, before I even started this is, uh, I would take people out on the trails for me and try to convince them that mountain biking is fun. It, you always get people who like, just same thing with horses. I have a horse, by the way. So, um, horseback riding, if you've had a bad experience on a horse, nobody ever wants to go back on the horse, right? I um, hate horses. Perfect example. Um, but if you had a good horse and your first experience was pleasant, right? If you were on a beach and the horse was super calm and you got the wind in your hair and it's, you know, cool day outside, there's a different experience. And so I feel like when people go out mountain biking, it's usually someone that is more experienced as the leader and they take them down some chunky, rocky, rooty, something or other. And people are like, I never want to do that again. Right. So um, for me, I used to take people out and I'm like, I promise you, you're going to love it. You're in nature. You can think about whatever you want. Um, the only thing, like, the reason why I like it so much is that the only thing I can think about is root, rock, tree, what's in front of me, what am I doing? There's not much, um, s- since my job as my regular job is so demanding, sometimes being out in the woods is just a nice mental space, right? So getting people out there and having them enjoy that and not be afraid uh, is huge. And so if we could teach them the uh, the fundamentals and how to handle their bike, maybe they'll feel that uh, as more of an exciting experience. It seems like you got to, we got to figure out a way to, to get you guys like partnered. It seems like it's almost like if you buy a bike, you should get, you know, it's prepaid, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like it needs to be signed up because it like it, what a difference that would make if you spent, cause bikes are hard to come by. I mean, they're getting a little bit easier to find, but even then if you buy a hardtail and, and you go and you're going to, you're, either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Right. I don't think there's a medium. I don't yeah. think there's a middle because it's, if you don't know what you're doing, it sucks. And then your, your, your ass hurts and legs <laughs> hurt. Yeah. And you're just Cursing like, I at the person in front of you. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally feel it. like we just explained my wife and I's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. she hates me so bad about mountain biking. She's like, you bought me this nice expensive bike. Like I'm not even going to ride it. What's the point? I'm like, well, you've ridden it. And she's like, yeah, I hate it every Sounds second Sounds like she it. needs to come take a class. I mean, she's, so, she's that she far past it. She's so, so that far she, past But also, it's like everything I've ever done, I try to get her to do. Like golf. Yeah. I took her to golf with me, and she beat me. So I'm not taking her back to do that. Like <laughs> She can go play somewhere <laughs> we, else. We've actually had that experience. We had a guy quit the class 
Because his, oh, mid class. Literally, mid class because he brought his, his he brought his wife. I, I'm not sure what relationship they had or, or a significant other, and she was ripping. And she no was way. doing everything good. And he, no and, he said he doesn't feel good. And, and bless his heart, he might not have felt good, right? He might not. No, that's but, a cheap cop out. No dudes giving I'm that trying up. to be nice, but yes. maybe. If you're listening to the podcast, we're sorry. Yeah, but she was doing right? great. You your wife didn't is fantastic. We didn't say fantastic. your name, Jeff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. His name's not Jeff. Tony. <laughs> we say a bunch so, of different So, you know, names. here's a funny little side story is, um, you know, every. every uh, trainer or coach has a coach right for example toby yep. and i are each other's coach he, he helps me and i help him um and i have a coach um I, an endurance coach and sometimes on his podcast he has a podcast uh he talks about his students and i'm like don't ever put me on that dang podcast <laughs> like right. i better not be the one that you're like she's on the trainer and she's doing this kind of crazy thing we there don't. is no student uh client privilege uh right? not, not here but yeah. we, we are seeing a growing trend in husbands actually taking their wives and you know whenever they come and, and they see a female there too and they get comfortable yeah uh and we see in fathers taking their daughters and we got one 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 guy that uh he's so excited he's like i just want to help you guys help you guys in a mission help you with some marketing and we're like and he goes no i just love what y'all are doing and i can't tell you how awesome it was my daughter didn't want to go anywhere near a mountain bike she came take your class and now she loves mountain biking yeah right. he said she yeah, couldn't get so off cool. the bike after the class like she just they rode around bogachita for the rest of the afternoon for hours and he's like i couldn't even get her on the bike before that oh, the why man that, that is right. stuff like that that just is so cool to be a part of yeah when you connect with somebody on that level and you see like transformational change like that's a that that's that's beyond business that's getting into a platform that that's rare right, right. which is you know kind of what you guys represent and when you start traveling because you're you're um your travel space how far are y'all going now because you're you did some stuff in bentonville yeah we bentonville so yep. we're, we're about nine hours is the circle right now right of what we're doing plus the the race travel and you guys so we, need we to clone travel. yourselves <laughs> we keep getting asked that <laughs> we're, we're, and it's hard to do that because you want you know the once you leave the 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 immediate circle the quality you know That's quality right. control is really hard and then you know we we really we we really get along and and I think we actually entertain while we're teaching so that's something funny. very or I'm funny she thinks she's funny so please <laughs> if you take our class in the future laugh See, at her you jokes laugh, laugh. laugh See? at her jokes <laughs> so yeah that's it's it's hard it's it's hard to expand uh, there's there's got to be a lot of trust and uh, there will be some expansion uh, in Dirt Coaster Academy very 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 slow. Uh, and very, very yeah, because you guys have built a brand that you're proud of, and you don't want it to be tarnished by somebody else because mm-hmm. it's not you, right? Well, like, con- right. controlled growth though is crucial. I mean, that's that's business. Um, mm-hmm. and, and right. that's your background, right? Both of you. Mm-hmm. Both of them. So, like that world is, uh, you know, again, mine was controlled growth through ignorance. I was, an, I'm a <laughs> filmmaker. I have no idea. I, you know, I know how to manage a two, five, ten million dollar budget, but that's on one project. Now you got to tell me I got to spread that out and give you a yearly project. I don't know what I'm doing. So I had to learn all those things. So what I'm saying is control growth is important. Same with writing is like if you give me too much, then I won't be able to maintain it. And that's what I think is really interesting about what you guys have done of like being able to take it to the next level. So it's encouraging the writer to get there because I'll remember what I did last time. Add to it. Right. Constantly adding to it. So you build up, build up, build up. What do you guys see in terms of trends of writing going forward? What is your like kind of takeaway of things that, that get you excited? Obviously, the pandemic did a lot. Did you guys work during the pandemic? Were you doing? We did. Remote. Yeah. Uh, so regular work. Yes, we worked. I, I used to travel five days a week. So that was kind of nice to sit uh, 
my biking went way up <laughs> after I couldn't uh, travel in an airplane. A lot easier. Yeah. Um, but as far as dirt coaster stuff um, or mountain biking in general, I think during the pandemic, people totally brought their, like I said, brought their bikes out of their attics. And it was like everybody go outside all at one time. Right. right? If you can get your hand on a bike, go outside. Um, and so we've had so many people come to classes because they just got their bike out because they just want to get out of their house. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, as far as what we kind of see next in just general mountain biking, as we're watching, I mean, I think, you know, all the progressions that's been made is, has been absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the things that we're actively a part of is we're definitely trying to get the female population of mountain biking up. Yep. Uh, we, we absolutely love, we do some women on women's only classes. So we, we want to, um, you know, it, the, uh, we want to make sure that we're promoting that. Uh, some of the other things, and we absolutely disagree on this. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that we're going to see is is the evolution of the e-bike yep. and how that affects mountain biking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, all those Amish bike riders, uh, and I have a bunch of them, but, um, but, but the e-bike is absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. And they're making them much more or less like a throttle yeah. and much more like you've got to work. And then you've got to, and then you got, you get a little bit of assistance. And, um, I'm, I'm going to say it here first that, uh, all the spandex type and all the, 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 um, mountain bikers that train, there is a, there is a, a thought path that you have to do zone two training. I don't know if uh, listeners heard what zone two training is, but it's a lot easier and it's a big no, no, uh, to do that on a mountain bike because you're going to exert yourself way too much. And so I'm like, man, I want to do that zone two training, but I want to get on my mountain bike. And so I'm able to keep my heart rate down, get on an e-bike, still working on my handling skills and still do that zone two training. And uh, one of my inventions that I'm going to make is going to, I'm going to get an e-bike with an ERG mode that, that oh, you, brilliant. you put out a constant, pay, uh, constant Watts. So you don't get your heart rate up and it automatically changes on the e-bike. So whatever company uses That'd be that. awesome. They need to come back to me and pay. There, it's, it's it'll be an evidence. It'll be right now. Yeah, yeah this is, <laughs> right. That's a IP the Cortez law. controller. <laughs> yeah, the Cortez controller. Yes, the Cortez controller. <laughs> that but. would be awesome because you know part of mountain biking for me specifically was uh, fitness. And there's a lot of people like, for example, my trainer. He said, "What are you doing this for? Like, why are you training this hard?" Right. Um, he's like, "Are you trying to lose weight?" And I'm not trying to lose weight, um, but that is one of the things that he gets people that come to do endurance training with him specifically to lose weight, right? Um, and so while the e-bike is fantastic, I don't want to do an e-bike because I um, I want to keep my fitness where it's at. So there's there's different perspectives on things, and there's different reasons that people do different things, right? Um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I won't go into electric vehicles versus diesel trucks, but there's a reason why I drive what I do, and um, and so. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, so anyway, so e-bikes are great. Maybe zone two on an e-bike. Maybe one day, Toby, if you invent that. <laughs> I do think, I do think though, we all agree, like the, the biggest thing we've seen from e-bikes is accessibility. It has allowed a lot of new riders Absolutely. that have not been able to participate. Now they have the opportunity yep. to. I think the zone thing's brilliant. It's just something I struggle with because it was fascinating to me. And I can't, I can't at the red. Like if you yeah. ride out there, like as soon as I start riding back up, it's over. It's like, over. I'm hitting way out of the park. So, but but what's very very alarming is that sometimes that attainability on an e bike, 
uh, on, a, on a regular bike, it comes at a cost that you have to progress. You jump on an e-bike and you could hit 16 miles an hour going through Good point. going through the trail. So if you buy an e-bike, I really think you ought to think about coming and take a class. Yeah. Uh, learn how to handle that beast. You have so much power underneath you that you can get in trouble quick. And then and, the weight, I imagine, is going to shift things around too, right? I mean, Totally. Most, most analog it's bikes heavier. are going towards the lighter the side. Analog. And then you have the... I love it. So it it, it I like it, Amish bike. I, I like Amish bikes too. too. It makes me think of a horse. So it's like both, <laughs> exactly. right? They have square My wheels. My bikes are named after horses, wheels. anyways. Yeah. So uh, so I think you know we're talking about the weight. Uh, I think we're going to have to progress uh, how we teach mountain biking because you do teach mountain biking a little bit different on an e bike than you do because you have to you have to uh, control that weight of the mountain bike uh, of the e-bike yeah. so um, we're going to But it is both. a it is a benefit for those people that come to take our classes with uh, an e-bike because a lot of our classes are on a slight slope downhill so that you can get momentum up and you can do these skills and so when we re- make you repeat them over and over and over again, you're having to bike uphill. And so for the e-bike people, they're like, oh, this is a breeze. I can do it 900 times, right? right. Um, so whereas the Amish bikes have to climb the hill every time. <laughs> but I do. Make no mistake about it. I mean, my number one bikes that I ride is, is, is the, the tried and true Amish bikes that I absolutely <laughs> love. I mean, there's something about getting yourself up to the top of a hill for a descent is uh, earning cool. it. I love the earning, earning, earning it. it. Right? I love the earning. You get to the top and you stand up there and look over and you know you had no help. I, I look it. for a place a helicopter can land usually to come <laughs> pick me up. Dale's like, <laughs> you're moving to Colorado, <laughs> right? Take I want to go on that trip too. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get the Uber Eats. Hey, I drive did a 70 mile, 7,000 foot climb race this year. I'm good. Yeah. Woo. You did it. Um, all right. So I'm a big believer in, in giving something great away. Um, oh, we were supposed to give something away this week. No one said anything. So well, they have, suck. You guys yeah. missed out. But I do think we, I do think it's important to give something away, uh, small. So what is one piece of advice? separately can't be joined independent advice you can't look at each other you... yeah yeah you can't look at each other because you're signaling with your eyes <laughs> I'm like, when you guys are work married you can see it it's like <laughs> right i'm like we're looking oh my god like morgan could come stand right here and i'd be like three eyeball winks and she'd be like yeah i got it uh we'll kick him out in a second and be like got it um but what is one piece of advice that you could give to anybody that's not just come take the class because that's the continuation of it but what is that one piece of advice to really help them unlock themselves at least to start like what's one piece of advice you would give to help drop it like it's hot. So um, a thousand percent what changed me as a rider was the dropper post. And uh, I still see people today have new bikes, have a dropper post on them, never use them. Don't know how to use them. Don't want to use them. Think they don't need to use them. Um, It is, it is uh, game changing. I mean, I I have never felt more safe um, on a bike and never felt more in control. And I mean, I just can't even, I'm probably beaming just sitting here. I'm like, that is a hundred percent a, uh, absolute must use, not just have right. Use it. Um, cause so many people have it. Even, even bike shops that sell them sometimes will say, Oh, you know, around this trail, you don't really need it. Just use it. Just try right. it. Right. So it actually goes along with that is, um, they didn't if, look at each other though. Just to I was about to say, we you're feeding off of me. If I you can do feel have, it. if you do have your seat up, uh, you do not want your weight on your butt. And uh, I think that that is uh, probably, probably one of the, yeah, well, then you'd have your seat down. But uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the key factors is get your weight off your seat um, yeah. because that's not where the weight should be. And to learn more on how to do that, you can go to dirtcoasteracademy.com. Hey, I got a couple questions for us, our sake. Yeah. Um, you guys got to ride the Rebellion. We talked yeah. about the Rebellion on this podcast. You guys get to ride a ton of places. 
Um, we know it doesn't compare to a lot. But what did you get? What was your impression of it? I know we talked about it to you before and like, hey, come ride with us. I'd love to hear like what you guys thought about it. I mean, prior Cause, to because y'all are kind of legendary, especially with Bogachito. Yeah. You did the impossible, right? You made something sure. no one expected in the southeast. So uh, I absolutely love variety and I love old school trails. And that's what I learned on. And we're, we're even at the Bogachito, we're kind of going back to old school trails and that's what that that's what you guys have done out there uh you, amazing what you've done with what you have um it's uh it, it was really really fun to ride i enjoyed it yeah so i so um i don't even think of it as old school i think it was great i mean i think that you guys have a lot going it's um i can't wait to see what you do with it put it that way is like how much more you can build onto it because you have a lot of opportunity a lot of area that you can build to um but what i like specifically if we go back to talking about women is that I can get the women out there and do anything out there. Like you guys have yeah. drops that I feel comfortable enough that if they took our drop class, that they could do those drops, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't so high, like the tower of terror. Um, they weren't so um, overwhelming that I feel like I can't convince somebody if they have the right technique to do them. Um, and so I think you have enough technical with enough flowy sections that you could get anybody out there. So you've done a really good job of incorporating, uh, you know, all aspects of writers. That means a lot. Cause for us, it's more a matter of, the goal of that is to is to go public one day. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to keep it private forever. We want it to be open. Why we not? need help. Keep it just for us. <laughs> well, no, no. We want. We we she want to be exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. We love that part of it because we go there and like I went out there last week. I got there at seven a.m. and saw the sun rise over the dirt thing, and it was like. And there's something there's amazing. something special about that. Yeah. Like that's a so. The, but the challenge is is that I also I I my business does that. It helps people. So I can't help. My personality is. This brings me great joy. Right. I was a filmmaker ahead of this, right? Yep. So I made movies for millions of dollars that brought joy or terror, whatever. It gave a serotonin release of some sort. I want people to have that with that, right? So I think it's only fair, like down the road, that's the goal is to open it up that way. But it's one of those situations of like, how do you get them there? And, and it's just, there's legal challenges and it's not federal land. It's not state land. It's private land. And so there's all these really stupid things. And there's just shit tons of fucking spiders. <laughs> oh, yeah. But at least they're I not like the, um, what is they it, the horse flies? The ho- oh, yeah. Do you we love the spiders because oh, the spiders get love rid of the, the horse spiders. flies. Love the spiders. That's right. <laughs> mm. Not banana spiders flies. when they're this big. But they're the ones that eat the horse flies. I know, but they also cause me to crash. I oh, crash okay. the oh, most. Okay. Oh, oh, man. At least you didn't help. do this, right? That's because I hit with my head. Oh, I had a helmet, like, but it was bad. I don't mind the spiders. They're cool. Not for me. So I think I think the trail is great. Um, just to one that. more time. I yeah. think it's going to be great when you guys get oh, a little absolutely. more. Absolutely. I can't wait to ride the new trail. And on top of that, so mountain biking is a dangerous sport. I don't know if anybody knows that, but it's a dangerous <laughs> sport, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, 2018, I got into a bad uh, accident and got a concussion. And Oof. I pretty much don't remember all of 2018. That's how bad it was. And um, I remember my, my family asking, like, you know, the park should be the ones held responsible for, for you crashing like that. And there's a huge sign that it's at your own risk, right? Like, you know, uh, this is a dangerous sport, but everything in life has got some kind of danger to it. Um, don't know where I'm going with that tangent, but but your trail the is trail great. trail was awesome. Awesome. And we can't, <laughs> and we, we can't wait to, to ride it again. Yeah, okay. we actually... Thanks, we, partner. We always have a waiver for everybody to sign. Well, look, right? at the end of the day, I'd rather ride a bike than smoke a pack of cigarettes. That's As right. a former oh smoker, gosh. I'd rather risk my life on a bike percent. than on a pack of ciggies. Um, I think, since we don't have a contest situation, 
We'll just do it online or something. Yeah, we'll I don't know. We something. have some very unmotivated listeners. Everybody's we like, have oh, a lot. I heard it. We have a lot of listeners? We have a lot, but it's like, I heard your podcast. That was awesome. Like, okay, well, did you hear how you can win something? Maybe they didn't want... All right, so we'll So how about part. a free um, set of classes? We'll do... Uh, Whoa! She didn't talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking right now. So no, I mean, you I'm putting su- that at the beginning of the podcast You were now. supposed to look at me and see <laughs> that I was going to do that. No. You're supposed to know, right? Yeah, I, I have absolutely no authority. So, I just became yes. a listener. Whatever I she says. Win. <laughs> uh, if you guys are going to do that, that is like beyond generous. Well, what do you want them to do? How do they? How you do we want to? They have, have to take. Oh well, so it would be for the, the fundamentals, intermediate, and the jump class. So the whole day, It'd take the whole day. One one person, yes. right? And we'll come back to Mobile because we're probably going to come back to Mobile to do it. They have to reference something during the, the podcast. They have yes. to know something that we said in the podcast. Well, they got to tell us. See, we got to because we got to announce it next week. Okay. Oh. Or no. next next. What episode. color is my cast? Was that? Oh, what oh, we did say that. We, we did say that. We did say that. Yeah. I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. Wow, that's good. Right? Wait, does it that's have to actually be, very smart. That's a smart does thing. Doesn't have to be the get that. first person to say it. No, I, I think we just put them in there. And we pick one. Okay. There we go. Right. Yeah. Somebody might have seen me so around. The first person that we find is going to be like the one that's like that's bullshit. I knew it. Right. Yeah. Right. But then it's like it's not fair. So we'll put them all in a hat and we'll draw it, which normally life's can, not fair. Yeah. And we'll draw it out of this dirt coaster hat. Dirt coaster. Academy. There we go. And they'll um, get a free dirt coaster academy hat. Wow. wow. Oh, uh, you didn't ask me. You guys, <laughs> see, I got to try to you get are, some authority. You guys are doing all these free things. We won't even let anybody come ride where we talk about all the time. <laughs> We're such a holes, and you guys are the most generous people on earth. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, what about uh, socials? Do you want people to follow you? Obviously, they can go to dirtcoasteracademy.com. Yeah, so um, Facebook and Instagram is where we're at. We're opening a YouTube channel. We're working on that right now. Um, we know a guy. So, uh, so either uh, you know Instagram or Facebook. We, we we tried our hand at TikTok. Um, not really sure that that's our thing or my thing. I really nah, don't want to focus not on my that. Thing. Uh, what, what we don't do TikTok. We don't do TikTok. Is that a breath mint? Yes. Right. It's a TikTok. Generationally challenged. Don't follow us on TikTok. So. Yeah, so those two Is it social all media Dirt Coaster channels. Academy? At Dirt Coaster Academy? Yep. If we just do that, we'll get everybody. Yep. And word. if you go to our website, it actually uh, has a one page that it's all socials. So right. either way. What about individuals? No individual accounts? You want to keep it straightforward? Uh, oh, so I'm Mountain Bike Barbie. MTB Barbie. It's funny story. Somebody nicknamed me that at a trail. They were like, oh, where did Mountain Bike Barbie go? Because I had a bunch of pink on. Um, and uh, so, so I'm Mountain Bike Barbie on Strava and on Instagram. I actually like that name. I think it's a middle finger to whoever said that. It really is. Oh, well, okay. it was kind of like a... Um, so I was volunteering at the trail for a yeah. race. And every time they passed me, because I was a volunteer, I was waving people down. And we, we heckle people in Georgia. So when you're not going fast enough, then I, I was the one heckling you. So he said when he came back by and I had switched place with an older gentleman, he was like, where did Mountain Bike Barbie go? Like, where did that girl go? And he told me and I was like, that's hilarious because I have a pink helmet. I wear, you know, and, and I'm going to own it. I don't want to be the girl um, that has to dress like a typical mountain bike girl. Right. I mean, I, I, I like getting my hair done and I like my purses and et cetera. And, and I'm going to go send it with the guys, but I'm going to wear pink while I do it. Absolutely. So MTB and, Barbie. And, and the, the, the sunglasses. And I got some really cool sunglasses. Pac. <laughs> It's it's so cool because you can be a girl, a yep. lady, right. and still ride mountain bikes, and that's right. right. Lo- love that. And Toby Cortez at at, at uh, I think Toby Cortez Dirt Coaster Academy is my Instagram. Okay, but I, I'm not too active. What's the next? Uh, what's uh, your next race? You're 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 coming up. You're training. Yes. Well, um, so I just did one. I got uh, first at what was the race that I just did? Uh, Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg. Um, oh, Toughburg. 
Tough yeah, Toughburg. I got nice. first at Toughburg, and then um, and I was planning on doing some more, but I think it's August is my next one. Uh, so yeah, I should you don't be out of this. this time of year, anyway. Oh, right, hot. it's Gosh. brutal hot outside, and and uh, I race cat too, so it's um, you know, <laughs> a lot of miles it. in the heat. That's great. <laughs> yes. So I'm doing one in North Carolina, Cherokee, and then two weeks later at the Rock, Wind Rock. So uh, I'm looking forward. That's it's kind of where I cut my teeth on downhill. So to go back there and actually try to race it and not just survive it is going to be an experience. So I think it would be really cool because we have a, our audience. They should come bring the chainsaw without the chain on it. <laughs> Staying on the side and when Torby, uh, Torby, I just, Torby. I just, I just did it. I just, when Tony, geez, Louise, I'm done. When, when Toby and Nina come by on their respective races, fire the chainsaws up and get that big hoot and holler going. Oh, so that yeah. we get, I think we should do that. And then when you hear it, you'll know it's a bunch of rebellions. Rebellion 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 love it. That doing that stuff. That's awesome. And All right. Is there anything else we want to uh, share? I have out? to promote something. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm done. So, <laughs> Dale Boyd, so, sports management. Sports management coming from. I think, so, is it because he loves his wife? Is it no, something heard, about your wife? She, no, we got one I'm in. We got yeah, we got in. a little one in. We, it's once once an episode. I got to make fun dishes. of her. Yeah, I did the dishes. Make sure you're not swimming right <laughs> Dale now. Dale does dishes. Dale does dishes. So, Triple no, um, I've been working with the Mobile Cycling Classic. It's a, actually a road bike crit race that they have here in Mobile. Yep. Um, for the last two years, John and I have gone and heckled the racers and nice. yelled at them and drank beer and, and just made fun of them. Well, the drunker we got, the more ambitious we got. And I got with the race promoter and told him, we need to have a mountain bike version of this. And so he messaged awesome. me and was like, we should do it. So I kind of helped create the rules of it and put it together, um, pushed it out this week. Yep. There's a mountain bike crit. It's going to be only like a 20-minute thing in between the men, pro men, and pro women on Saturday night of August 20th. Um, awesome. So I put down the the rules, and it was actually some people complained. I don't really care because I made the rules. Um, the rules were uh, no drop bars, 2.3-inch tires or bigger, um, no lacra, and no whining. <laughs> so, and so I think it'd be more fun if people would dress up like flu talk yeah. style. I'm going to dress up in a kid's Batman uh, outfit because my, exactly. my bike is uh, blacked out. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride and look like That's fat man funny. and it's going to be brilliant. So we're trying to get more people. And, to, yeah. I think it'd be fun if people dressed up. Well, and I had people reach out and be like, well, no lacquer. I'm not racing. All right. Well, you didn't read the next rule. Cause it was no whining. Like right, if, so you're you want, out. if you want to wear, yeah, if you want to complain about that rule, then you've lost sight of what the actual race is about. It was just right. about like, we're going there to hang out. We want to bring our bikes too. like, I'm going to ride my long travel bike, not the carbon one. Like I don't plan on going super fast. You take the e-bike. So, you know, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If you go to e-bike, take e-bike to a crit race. Those so people so I, I can let you borrow my costume that I wore for a Halloween. It was, it was a leotard. Yes. Leopard print. <laughs> I'll do it. Done. With, lacra, wait, wait, that's wait. lacra, babe. I was going to say, that's lacra. I don't think I fine. own anything With but lacra. Jorts. Oh, I'm 100%. That's in. Yeah. A belly chain. Oh, my God. And a studded bra. It was a, it was a pretty cool one. I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I will do it. We still want to do, we have a friend that came up with the idea of, of what is his Bigfoot idea's uh, name? Shred, shred, shred foot. Oh, and you get somebody yeah. to ride some gnarly stuff he, dressed up as Bigfoot. The funniest part is, I know Boomtown Bill's listening, but he's, Boomtown he Bill. messaged me and said, hey, dude, I know you don't know me, and we've never actually met, but I love the way you ride. I think it's awesome, and I have a really cool idea called Shredfoot. Would you mind me videoing you in a Bigfoot costume in the woods? He broke his oh, collar. Awesome. He broke his collar, Bogachita. Yeah, he did. He, oh, wow. But so, he said, he, I was like, him. what an intro. He, Hell he, yes. He made a mistake. <laughs> he, he should do he our, uh, one of our promotions, Ride Better, Shred Better. 
It has Shredfoot shred better. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Boomtown Bill's going to be a Boomtown director pretty Bill. soon. Yeah, that's, oh, it. that's awesome. Yeah, YouTube channel thing that we got going on. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah, but um, uh, anybody that wants to do it, Mobile Cycling Classic is super fun for any, even road bikers. You know, the crit races are a ton of fun. Um, Can you explain what a crit race is? So it's just a shorter kind of round and round i mean i don't really know it's not it's not, it's not really round it's actually 90 degree turns yeah they're so 90 it degrees makes it, super fast and uh you, you actually if you like actions a lot of times it's you'll so, see road bike riders yes. go into each other and then that crowd gets jumped over i have a video <laughs> of kind of nasty i have a video at the finish line a guy's chain broke and the the sound i'll never forget the sound i have it on my phone i'm i don't share it because the sound of carbon Ooh. scraping on the ground in a big pile up Ooh. is the most disturbing sound you've ever See, heard in your life mountain biking is relatively safe yes. that is dangerous no those that guys are doing me. 30 miles an hour that scares me a tree doesn't to, hit you no that's what I'm saying. Exactly. a tree does those not guys hit are, you i mean it's a Peloton, it's I a Peloton. Think. Yeah. And they're, it's a Peloton. They're wheel to wheel, thirty mile an hour for thirty minutes. Ninety. Wow. And the the pros Saturday, the women are fifty minutes. We're gonna be twenty, and then the men the men are sixty. So wow. sixty minutes at twenty five mile. An I'm gonna hour. go for two laps. Two. Oh, no, you'll be able to do more than that. No, no, but I want to go that slow. <laughs> okay. as, right, as don't as be part man. of the Peloton. And last year, so what happened last year is he had the pro men go, and then the pro women go, and like everybody started milling around because. The pro women are nowhere near as fast. And I was like, dude, just put us before the women, and then the women will look super fast. <laughs> right? It'll be a lot better. But I, I hope to get as many people. He told me if I can get 20 people. I said I can get 20 people. Oh, man. You can, can get, get 20, 20 people. Yeah. We'll pass this around, too. And it's just going to be open class, like, for fun, basically. So, Well, somebody's yeah. going to win it and claim it. Um, I'm okay. wearing a belt, so... Come get you something. should wait. Oh, we gotta have another challenge. Uh, you're not allowed to participate. I can't touch the. <laughs> no, because I saw you sit wanna... run DMC. I don't know. Did hey, you ever see the video do. I made of that? It went really viral on YouTube. No, nah. I took the Dukes of Hazard theme song and yeah. it's dun, ding, ding, and it's you just flying off the cliff, just a good old boy, and, you hit, <laughs> and then Dale's right behind you. So we actually have amended That's that awesome. trail because we built a wood berm right before it. Uh-huh. So you go wood berm and then you go straight and then Jakey Poo. I don't know if you finished it. Uh, a wood drop that goes all the way oh, down sweet. that. So oh, you can awesome. have alternate lines. You can go the one we did, or you can do the wood drop. Yeah, and come fall, there'll be a bunch of new trails. So you guys will have to come out and ride. We'll, we're always coming over to, and if we see you out there, it's always a pleasure to see you out at, at Boca Chitter. I met you a long, long time ago. Uh, I think it had maybe just opened, and um, and you made an impression then. I think I've told you that before. You made a huge impression. And I was like, man, what a great person. And I came back and was like, y'all got to meet this Toby dude. I can't remember his last name, but he's over. Oh, Cortez. Yeah, that's it. And then <laughs> I, tried to get, I tried to get all the Samba people to, to, to come over and have a chat just so that because of what you did. And I thought it was really great. I didn't know you yet. No, that's OK. And then and then I heard all these stories and I was like, wow, they're going to come over. And so it was a big deal. So I'm very grateful that you guys are sitting in this office in this space. Like, it's a big deal. Thank you for having I'm very us. sorry about your arm. I'm glad it's getting better. I think it'll make you better, faster, stronger. Right. Um, recovery. Is, 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 everybody keeps telling me you're going to come back stronger. It was like forced recovery is what it's called. Yes, <laughs> it's you like will. someone told me to sit the hell down is basically what that is. That's right. So that's it. I'm going to say this. Uh, one last thing. If you would like, this is an insane prize. So you get Dirt Coaster Academy, the full set of classes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is what we're saying. And a hat, and which a I think is hat. rad. It's a great hat. I'm wearing it right now because they're nice enough to give me one. All you have to do is say in the comments, in the reviews, in a post, in anything, what color this cast is that Nina's wearing. And she has said it, I think, only one time. Maybe twice. No once is fine. One time. And don't repeat one it. Time. Yep. Yes. yes. 
That's it. It's somewhere in the middle too. It was like buried. And then we'll do a drawing, right? Drawing. And then there'll be a drawing some people after might know number. me, yeah, right? Yeah. They might know what color my cast is. Yeah. So then we'll do a drawing. Even then it's fair. It's still fair to do the drawing, but this gets you into the drawing. That's right. Name the color of the cast. You get in the drawing. And that, man, I that, can't dude, wait to enter my name, man. <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> Just kidding. Dang, that really blows. I didn't even think about that. We got it. Oh, we don't get anything. If, you no. got a hat. No, we got a whole no, bunch. No, this hat's hat. amazing. Yeah. It's a Richardson. It's always, those are amazing. No, I, I have put a it on box. immediately and it was like, it fit great. I have a whole box of hand up stuff that we can give away, but no one ever enters our contest. No. They're going to win. If they miss this one, oh, I'm they're claiming gonna, it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's we right. can wrestle for it. Greco-Roman style. Oiled. oiled. In the Only oiled. Only oiled. <laughs> I can video that. And that'll make your YouTube uh, go just, fire. Absolutely. Caught the rebellion, so you gotta guys. Ride, you got you to gotta crit a mile and then wrestle in oil and then <laughs> climb back up the hill. It's very expensive oh. oil. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you again for listening. Thank you. Let's see if I can get their names. Toby and Nina, instead of me combining words here. Thank you guys for coming out. We truly appreciate it. It's always humbling to have you here. Any last send off? No, we, we definitely appreciate being on. Uh, what you guys are doing here in the Mobile area is absolutely amazing. Uh, we are in the golden age of mountain biking, and it takes guys like you to take advantage of that. So we definitely, uh, from the mountain bike community, appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's absolutely exciting, uh, especially to have someone local uh, doing the things that you guys are. Uh, you know, like we all listen to podcasts, uh, especially those that are sitting on a trainer for hours a day. Um, and it's nice to have someone local that you know that's really passionate about it. Uh, not only building trails, but then promoting it and, and bringing people to, to speak about the passion that we all love. So appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys coming. I've been pumping this podcast forever. <laughs> like, hey, they're coming on. Trust me. They're coming. <laughs> Doesn't matter what happened last time. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, hey, that'll you. do it for the show. And then we'll let Dale say his little. All right. Close it out. What do I say? That was it.